Hi, and welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs. We want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator. So we'll be interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating questions. I'm Caroline. I run the Ballard Designs blog, How to Decorate. (laughs) And I'm Taryn, and I work on the product here at Ballard. And I'm Karen Mooney, and I head up branding at Ballard. We're your hosts. It's just me and Taryn doing them this week because Caroline is out with her baby still. Two of us. Loser. Yeah. All right. You want to go first? You want me to go first? You want to go first? I will go first okay, because go. I'm excited. Um, so I don't know. By the time we piece all these together, okay. these poor listeners. So I told you guys that David said A-OK to painting the den. Yes. And you picked yes, a color. And I picked a color. Well, he... So tonight, we actually have some of his coworkers coming over who've never seen our place. So mm-hmm. David was adamant this weekend about getting it finished. And he wanted to paint it. Did not want to hire someone. Right. So That's I a big said, job. Yeah, there's, all, there's built-in cabinets. Oh. Like, there's, like, sides and front. And like, it's a lot. And I wanted a higher sheen on all the moldings and then a lower sheen on the walls. And so it was even more work than, you know, you had to pay attention to where – the sheens went. So anyway, he wanted to finish it before everyone came over. So my triumph is it's done. We got the whole room painted. Wow. Um, I'm impressed. You you really we took all those books down, put all the books back. That feels good though. It, all that I down. even cleansed even more. Just putting that like you mm-hmm. know how we've said like, that on repeat. When mm-hmm. you go through, you're like, what is this? And I figured out why I have so much crap around, too. It's David. He was like, but I... But I, <laughs> I like, David. literally put some things. I was like, gone, gone, check. And he was like, but, but I need I, that. But I, but I love this. One is literally this ancient planer, the oh. hand planer for woodworking. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it looks cool because it's old, but it's just an object. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to like cleanse my object life. Mm-hmm. And no, that's why it stays around. I was like, if you really like it, yes, we can keep it out. He's like, no, I really like it. I'm like... You're a weirdo. Mm. Joe just went and got stuff out of the trash that I put in the trash the other day. Oh, my God. It's the same. Uh-huh. What did you put in the trash? I had this sort of random assortment of seashells in one of the guest bathrooms. And it was to the point where it just sort of looked like a jumbled yeah. mess of randomness. Stuff. And it wasn't beautiful or anything. So I was like, I'm throwing this away. And he was like, no, that one shell. I dove for that shell when I was he, 20 in Australia or something. And I'm like, really? He remembers that? Yeah. Oh, he's so weird. Yes, he remembers that. Are you kidding? And I love you, honey. Um, And I'm like, well, uh, you know, you still have the memory. You don't need the shell. <laughs> so I took it <laughs> all amazing. out to the curb. And I like the next day I was up in his office. That shell was up in his office. Oh, my he, God. He dug through the trash. Mm, really? He went and got it and put Here. it back. Well, I didn't even put it in the trash. I put it out on the... um wall outside the house by the trash so that if some kid wanted a shell you know they were kind of oh, yeah. shells, somebody could take it so he went out and took it and put it back in his office he was the kid that took it <laughs> and put it in his office far away from you karen that's true she get rid of my shells <laughs> that's adorable sorry um, so go ahead with no, your so anyway, story <laughs> um so that was my triumph is we got it done we were up till like 2 a.m last night no joke like we it was a rough 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 night but um we got it done um so my trial is this and i'm sure you all have the exact same thing happening at home where david wanted to do it he did it 
But the bookshelves definitely need like two layers. I was going to ask, does it need two coats? Oh, it needs two coats because we didn't sand them down. Ah. So you need to put like double layers. So I'm like, it's like midnight. I'm loading these books back up on this shelf because he has people coming over tonight. And not even like hard placing them down. I'm like light, just putting them in the shelf like normal. And it's like, it's scraping away. So I know my trial is the fact that we are going to have to go back to it. Not not today. Probably not going to happen this next month. Probably let's just go ahead and say the end of the year. People, I'm thinking it's be. at least 18 months. Because well, I bet you're yeah. going to have to sand it to get I it think, to stick yeah. or prime it. Well, that's that's why negative. it's not sticking. I think, he, if, I think if he had done more layers, we could probably get away with it longer mm-hmm. without sanding. Mm-hmm. Um, but just don't touch it. <laughs> I know. Well, the good thing is, is most of those books in generally, general, we aren't. They're up not going to down. Move. Like, yeah. yes, we read them, but and your and your wood planer, you're not going to pull down and use well, for a project. I, need, I probably need to plane those shelves after this. Yeah. So thank God he left it on there. <laughs> anyway, the negative is I'll probably bring this up again. It's my my trial is I will bring this up. Do it's any an of you, ongoing issue. It's that same. Why don't you just do it right the first time? Well, but they say it. if you don't have time to do it right the first time, how are you ever going to find the time to fix it? Well, that's why I wish he had. I wish he had just, I thought we had till mid, or mid, another month yeah. to do it. So that's why when he started, I was like, we got another month. And then he brought up this whole work dinner thing this weekend. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Je- what? We're yeah, finishing this jets, this weekend? Dude. So anyway, I made it happen, guys, for him. I but like it. it's not, it's not good. But overall, if you walk into the room. It's a Looks good mm. feeling, guys. I want to see some pics. My walls do not match my sofas, which match my dog, guys. One step closer. <laughs> One step. Everyone pot. Are you going to get a... <laughs> the applause is deafening. Um, are you going to get a different color dog or sofa? Mm, I had to pick which one. <laughs> that uh, sofa's really comfy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go. I really think I want to get our new Hartwell sofa I love in the sofa. leather. Definitely, I want to go leather again. It's really comfy. I've loved wiping it down, and it is comfy. Mm-hmm. So I th- it's not as like comfy as our like massively ugly sofas, mm-hmm. but that's because they're highly unattractive. So yeah. it'd be worth it. They are still really comfy. So I think we might order that. I just have to figure out. It's a, a chair. great price too. Oh my gosh! It's yes. a leather sofa under three thousand dollars. It's like twenty eight hundred dollars or something. Oh yeah, no, it's really good. I think we're out, like out of stock already. Really? It's yeah. brand new and out of stock. Yeah, you know I'm, gonna, I'm already on that line. Like I'm thinking, I'm just gonna go ahead and put my name in the <laughs> yeah in the bucket. In the queue. Yep. God, I'll let you know. This okay. is why you have professionals do it. I know it's worth it, but David. Yeah, I know. It's his room, so I'm letting it happen. Yeah, do it. I'm just glad he did it. I mm-hmm. mean, he finally let you do it. Okay, here's mine. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, so my triumph is I we talk about this in this in this little um, chat with Susanna Salk after this. I did a little in house shopping in my own home, so I did some rearrangement. So I had bought this console for the living room, which made me move a console out of the living room, and I didn't want to put up blah 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 blah. And I had bought this really cool bookcase covered in raffia. For my guest room. Remember when I was talking uh, for years on the podcast about redoing my guest room? Yes. And I got this bookcase to go in there. And I really liked the bookcase, but it just wasn't quite right in this guest room. I don't know. It didn't feel good. It didn't feel good. And it was cute, but it just, when you walked in there, it felt too tall or something. It just wasn't right. So Joe was out of town at the beach with his brother and nephews. And I was there all by myself. And girl, I moved all Uh -uh. that stuff around. Yes, I did. Did you scrape your floors? Maybe. Maybe a little. Oh, 
Joe, Joe's I mean, not we listening. Don't worry. I felt things underneath them. But yeah, I we do too. I try to be good about we it. We try to as well. Yeah, but I'm like, <laughs> eh, eh, whatever. Um, so I moved that tall bookcase, and I didn't have anywhere to put the tall bookcase because when I bought it, I was like, one has have, to go out. I have to put it in this room, and then. I didn't like it in the room, mm-hmm. but I love it, and I'm not getting rid of it. So I literally walked around my house room to room, and I was like, could it go here? Could it go here? Could it go here? And I realized there was this great wall in my living room that's just – I have a piece of art on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's perfect. It'll go here, and then the wall could take some height and all that stuff. So I stuck it there where I had the orange rooster picture. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I stuck it there. I love it there. Then I had to like restyle all the shelves, which are not quite right, but I'm working on that. Um, and then I moved the console that was in the living room into that bedroom, which is great. So it sort of sits under a TV that's on a wall, mm-hmm. but the TV doesn't fill the whole console. So I have the TV to the left end. And nice. then remember I talked about that cool lamp I got with like the ceramic body sculpture lady. Lamp. Yes. So I put that at the other end of it. And so it's really pretty in there. I love it. What a balance. The TV's the big, heavy kind of on the left. And then you have this very cool heavy kind of lamp cool thing on the right. right. Cool. And then I had a, a little skinny – it's a bench we actually still carry. It's a little narrow bench at the foot of that bed, which I didn't really feel like I had room for anymore since I pulled that bookcase in there. So I pulled that out into my hallway. And, and it's not like a super wide hallway, but I put that in the hallway and then took my rooster print that I'd taken off the wall in the living room and another piece of art that I'd taken off the wall in that bedroom before I redid it and hung that kind of out in the hall around this little bench. Um, and it all looks cute. I like I'm it. I'm excited. I love when you can like rearrange your own home. Yeah, That's I didn't buy a, a single thing. So I did the exact same last night. Uh-huh. Did you really do this last night? No, no, oh, no. This weekend. no, no, no. Okay. Mm-hmm. I Last night I moved a few of our art pieces around. And it really is so interesting because just the way it changes. Again, your eye All gets so. All new energy, right? Yes. I loved it. I did too. Mm-hmm. Do you all remember when I talked about that boat painting? Yes. I, yes. And you didn't like picture? the frame, right? Oh my gosh. We got this old bed in our guest room that I found at Scott's. It's a dark brown with a, just a kind of sculptural headboard and footboard and Wait, some Wait, did baluster. you get rid of your bed you made? That's – yes, because <gasps> it was too big. So okay. I got this wooden, very small antique bed that looks great in there scale-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had nothing over the bed because once my big bed was gone, that had a huge headboard. Anyway, I put the boat over it last mm-hmm. night. Looks fantastic. Oh, that yay. frame is like a dark – you know how I was telling you it's kind of felt old, mm-hmm. but that bed feels old and my bedding feels so bright uh-huh. and like colorful and white that like it just like goes so well. I was so excited Perfect. and I moved. Yeah, just just moving the pieces of art around really like made my house feel good last night. I so. love that. See? Mm-hmm. And, it, and it makes you feel good economically too. You're like, oh, it looks even better and I didn't spend a penny. I know. So I cleansed mm-hmm. and I moved art. I was up till two, but I did all of that. You're a poster child for how to decorate. <laughs> Are you here my trial? Yes. It's sort of some, it's more about entertaining, but it's about my house. So over the weekend, everything I had, I was uh, entertaining people and whatever, and I wanted to make a brisket. Okay. Mm-hmm. So my friend, Steve Whitehead, he claims to be like king of brisket making. And so every time I go to visit him, he makes a brisket and then he makes me like watch how he does it so that I can go home and emulate it. All right. I have tried like 10 times. I still have not gotten my brisket to be amazing, but I was going to give it another world. I have a smoker, an electric smoker outside. 
So it takes like 12, 15, 18 hours in the smoker, according to Steve Whitehead. You're crushing this right now with all the hours you're naming. I mean, well, you st- you go for 12, but you allot 18 just in case it takes a lot of time. Okay. All it's right. crazy. So I go to go get my, my brisket Friday afternoon because I want to serve it Saturday night. And get it all ready. Just, it's just red wine, salt and pepper. And that's all you do. And you put it like a foil pan. Stick it in there. Yay, go on about our way. The next morning I go to check on it. Yeah, smoker's not working. Like, it's now rotten. It's <laughs> The meat is just sitting just out there. there. Oh, yeah, no. for like 12 hours. So the brisket, again, did not turn out. And then... What did you serve? <laughs> oh, sorry. I, no, I served... Uh, I was making tacos. So then I also had chicken and shrimp and flank steak. Clearly, I had a lot of meat. A lot of protein. <laughs> so much protein. So all that was fine, except... So then I went to turn on the oven to heat up the tortillas. The oven wouldn't turn on. <gasps> yeah. Then later Karen. that night, we're going to bed. And I'm like, what's so hot in here? The air was broken. So all in one 24-hour period, my smoker stopped working, my oven stopped working, and the AC. And it is still hot here. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. What is the luck that all three? All I don't three. Know. I don't know. But now the AC's fixed. It's only what? Wednesday? Tuesday. Tuesday? Tuesday. It's the AC's fixed. The guy came and fixed the stove today, the oven today, and I think I'm throwing the smoker away. So you, you know what? St- it's not that old. I bet I could return it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's you might broken. be broken. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so, that's a bad. Yeah. But that's, you know, it just goes to show when you're cuz I was having a bunch of people over. You just have to roll with it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. That didn't go grab a flank steak or something. Just hey, you can, yeah. try not to sweat during the party. Well, without your AC, that's a little bit of, mm-hmm. a little harder. We put the tortillas on the grills instead of in the say oven. on our bodies. <laughs> yes. They <laughs> were warmed was so in no time. You just put a tortilla on your head and then you ate it. It was delicious. <laughs> All right. So we've got a great guest today, Taryn. We have Robert Leleu. I don't know if you've met him, but he's got this very sexy French name. We're going to grill him mm. about that. He is the head of Southern Style Now, which is a really uh, interesting Southern event. And he is um, one of the founders of Lonnie. Do you remember Lonnie? Yes, I love Lonnie. Yes. And was the editor of Domino Magazine for a while, too. So he's super cool, creative, fun guy. So let's get Robert in here. Yes. We have an amazing guest today. <laughs> and so, Robert Lulu. Yes, okay. That's right. Yes. Did I say it right? You did. Really? Sure. Yes. <laughs> How do you say it? Lulu. Lulu? Yeah. It's just, it's a stupid name. Is it, it's no, it's not. Is it, are you from New Orleans? I am not from New Orleans. Where did so, you get this name? Lulu is actually my married name. Oh, it's not yes. even your single man it's name. It's not even my maiden name. I, I I actually took I've been Lula since I was 18. I met my my partner when I was 18, and like obviously we couldn't get married, and so I wanted some way to to you know signify a familial relationship. So we I took his last name. What what is your maiden name? O'Quinn. Which is why I drink so much. Is that so Irish? Much. Yes. yes. <laughs> See? Which is why awesome. I'm a big, staggering drunk. So you're, you're a French Irishman. Yes. This is awesome. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Well, I'm so glad you clarified because I've been saying it all sorts of ways. It just As doesn't I'm sure everyone does. at all. I couldn't be offended by it. <laughs> That's so kind. Well, they always say Lelux. Oh, Lelux. And Lilux. I always say it's only pronounced Lelux in limericks. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's pretty good. So I, uh, we're going to talk about who you are and what you do, okay. but I'm going to talk about what I'm, do I do? I don't Can know. you tell me? It's very ambiguous. <laughs> yes, I know. My Shady. mother would totally, we should get my mother on the phone and like she could just this is gonna do be a the whole half hour complaining about it. Uh, what do you do? <laughs> what do you do? Young man. <laughs> Oh, God. I met you when you were editor of Domino Magazine. That's right. Because we were doing, Ballard was doing an apartment or something. It was like a show house, but in a, like a New York apartment And it show worked, house. right? Yeah, I it was thought cool. it was fantastic. Yes. And Descartes Designs did your gorgeous apartment. I thought it was fabulous. Yeah, I it love really that was. you guys took that idea of a show house and made it into small spaces show uh-huh. house, like a, a real New York City living Show house, which right. was great. I loved that project. Yeah, I it was that fun. was wonderful. And P.S. Um, we have photos on our blog. Oh, good. So they can go check, check it out. out. Yeah, go with it. Um, and then tell us. Tell, well, for, you want to you want to give us some history of yourself, or yes. do you want to start there? T- who are you? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> you don't know, do you? This is just a way for you to cover up an uncomfortable. Well, I know fact. what you do now. <laughs> yes. Karen's fantastic at this. <laughs> she can turn. Let's explore. <laughs> I already know the answers, but. So, well, um, you know, I, I, I grew up in rural Texas. I grew up on a ranch in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, there's that Emily Dickinson poem that says, I wrote a letter to the world that never wrote to me, you know? And to me, um, magazines were like the answer back to the letter I wrote the world, you know? Like um, my mother and aunts were these very chic ladies who um, not, only, not only had, you know, subscriptions to Vogue and and Harper's Bazaar, etc. But like French Vogue, you know? So like we got, you know, Italian Vogue, like way out in the middle of nowhere. And it was an event when a magazine arrived. So I grew up, um, I think it, um, people describe having had this experience like in the 40s and 50s. But I, you know, I don't know, are any of you from rural America? Any of you, does any of you? No? I wouldn't say I grew up in Atlanta. When you're from nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> And there's no internet, you know, like a magazine is a big deal. And so I went to New York with this kind of 1940s, you know, starry eyed idea of I must work at magazines. And and that dream absolutely came true. So I got to work at we got to found Lonnie and then and then and then we worked at Domino and it was a totally wonderful experience. Yes. Yeah. And then and then because I want to get into what you do now, which is exciting yes. and cool well, so then i so i went to legends of la cienega you know and i give them all the credit or blame and, <laughs> and um and i thought and it's a wonder for any of you who have been there or haven't been there it's um what i love about legends is that it's an it's an international event that is also a very very local event you know you're going into these wonderful shops and 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 studios and and it's a wonderful celebration uh like shoe leather experience of the design scene in Los Angeles. And I am a very proud Southerner. I think that Southerners are such a noble people and and the chicest people in America. And I will argue this all day long. And it <laughs> and it bothered me. So often when you see Southern style depicted, um, it's of ruffles and bows and polka dots. And um and I those that's not representative of the Southern women I know, um, who are among the chicest people in the world. And I thought, you know, there ought to be kind of legends of La Cienega 
of the South um, that is a, both a national festival, but also a really kind of a celebration of, you know, the people who own these fabulous shops in New Orleans and Savannah and Charleston. And so we get the wonderful people in New York to go into these shops and to celebrate these designers, but also to call to call attention to the fact that um, when we talk about American design, we talk about Bunny and Charlotte and Richard Keith Langham and Albert Hadley and Nancy Lancaster, and they're all Southern, mm-hmm. you know. And and so so much of what we talk about when we talk about American design is Southern design. So I wanted to point that out to people because they're largely ignorant of it, mm-hmm. and for the sponsors. Like Ballard is a marvelous sponsor, and we're incredibly grateful for your support. Um, but and and we have you know fabric sponsors and and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. And they all have said the same thing. They said you know it's so terrific because you know the South orders more of our products than than any other region in the country. And we and love decorating. Yes, we do, and we buy more fabric than anybody <laughs> mm-hmm. else. And we love you know it, we love to make beautiful homes. And and so uh, it's it's a wonderful way to celebrate. Uh, the the South in design. And so I started the Southern Style Now Festival and Show House with Traditional Home. And um, we're in our third year now and and people have really responded to it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's um, a series of events. It's like a, a week. Is it a weekend or is it weekdays? I feel like it's well, a weekend. Rolling. Okay. <laughs> so I've been twice. You've yes, had two, you've right? So and you have another one coming up that I'll attend. But it's, it's a show house that goes on for a month or so, but then there's a series of events and things Correct. that happen. Absolutely. So there's a four day festival this year, Charleston, November 1st through the 4th. Mark um, your calendars. Yes. We have uh, keynotes and panel discussions. And this year, the feedback that we've gotten is that it ought to be much more experiential. So, um, because when people escape their husbands, they want to actually be out on the street having a marvelous time. So in addition to that, we're <laughs> going to have booze tours and food tours and antique tours and architecture tours. And you're really, and, and, and the people we've gotten involved in, Charleston that have been so generous right you know I, I don't know if any of you watch television I certainly do it's all uh, I yeah do. we do okay good and <laughs> have you ever heard of a show called Southern Charm yes okay mm-hmm. well so Pat Altshaw has been so kind. She's joined our steering committee and she's giving, you know, she's opening her house to us, giving private tours. And Michael the Butler is going to be giving um, martini making demonstrations. Fun. And so also, and Caroline Rome is doing likewise. And, and so does the, she live there? She does. I, I didn't know that. She, she can live anywhere. Yeah, that's true. She probably does live everywhere. <laughs> probably does. And she, um, and so the city is the old guard. Charleston is opening its doors to us. And so your people who attend will get a very kind of rarefied fun experience. And then at the same time, uh, we open our show house, which runs from November the 1st through Pearl Harbor Day, December the 7th. I keep saying Pearl Harbor Day. Nobody even knows when Pearl Harbor Day is anymore. No. December 7th. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. I think your show houses are some of my favorite. Thank you. Really, I mean, just beautiful. And I I think the one that you just did in Savannah, I love the scale of it. Mm -hmm. You know, some of them are so ginormous right you know mm-hmm. builder you, heaven you know yeah how for the people that don't know that this much about it how yes. do you even start yeah how do like, they work how do you, i'm sure a lot of people don't even know what the hell a show house is that, yeah. that might be true and Let's so start it's there. like when you completely <laughs> renovate a house with um as many room as many designers as there are rooms including powder rooms and kitchens and all those hallway things. Yeah, hallways mm-hmm. like, a nook, you know so um in, in fact the first year do you remember lindsey Coral harper's butler's pantry 
Oh, like, yes. It was like two feet by three feet. And it was this like this the most Instagram show. item. It was extraordinary. <laughs> yeah. So um, so we do this and and we in, in partnership with Traditional Home, we pick, um, you know, 20, 30 of the best designers in the South and they each do a room. And it is just an hilarious endeavor. You know, it's it's just uh, anyone, you know, I ran a magazine and I thought that was hard. And then I, you know, started doing this and, and it made me beg for the good old magazine days. <laughs> Like, there's nothing I can't imagine anything more well you know what it's like to decorate a house with one designer right and and one set of movers and I mean multiply that by 30 in a single space and you're renovating yeah. the house and you're renovating right. the house. not just decorating a room and it must be ready by showtime yeah and to do it in a city like if it's in like Charleston is it navigating I mean, the streets and whatnot? You well, getting all those cars in and out, the moving trucks. Well, and what completely about, true. Mm-hmm. You were correct. What about like the historic? I mean, because I know Savannah. I didn't. I don't know exactly where the, that show was, was, but it was historic. A huge issue. You were. It's just, you were anticipating a huge. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, I trust yes. me. No, so you have to. You must get concessions uh, by the the historic preservation committee, and, and they must approve everything. And then, um, but there are all of these unanticipated things that that I mean, and also you know, the, my genius <laughs> idea to move it every year. I mean, like, uh, I actually think we're calling quits to that. I mm. think. We're going to stay in Charleston from now on because one, Charleston is the most beautiful city, and it so opened its doors to us. But also, just the, just you know, kind of falling into a city and immersing oneself in the culture. And and in New Orleans, New Orleans doesn't care what you do. Like New Orleans, like you can do anything in New Orleans, you know. And people have. Right. And you you literally, I lived there for a year, and you literally do find people just collapsed on the street, like you know, like who are, <laughs> who are, who are, who are not home people like who have just like who have just collapsed on the street you know and and you're stepping over bodies and and and, um and for years and years the reason that the roads are so terrible is because for many many years the state of louisiana didn't comply with the federal mandate to make the legal drinking age 21 because it behooved them to make it 18 and so but in retaliation the federal government denied them the money to fix the roads so there are potholes the sizes of like you know pintos you know like in in the middle of the street so anyway you can do anything there what you cannot do is you cannot mess up a tree and it so it means that anything that is trucked into the city of new orleans must then be transferred to a truck that has clearance below the oh low hanging gosh. beautiful beautiful trees mm-hmm. and um otherwise you pay fines of thousands upon thousands of dollars so you know that's one of the things that we learned <laughs> while doing the show house that like none of the furniture could be delivered oh my gosh <laughs> small hiccup yes oh my gosh yeah. welcome to this house there's nothing in it <laughs> <laughs> right oh wow okay gosh. so <laughs> Year three, though, you feel yes. like you're you're getting your groove. We do. I yeah. I mean, t- to me, the fun thing about it is it attracts so many designers to mm-hmm. the event itself. Not just to the sh- not just the people participating in the show house, but the people who attend are um, you know so into design and either professionals or wannabe professionals mm-hmm. or um, uh, amateur professionals <laughs> yes. who are into it. Um, and they're 
just so fun to interact with and talk to and, and kind of get inspired by, which is really mm-hmm. cool. And then you also meet like superstars of the business. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody's been very generous. I mean, I do think that most Southerners walk around with a chip on our shoulders about this very issue. So because right. we of don't that, have outhouses. <laughs> exactly. We yeah. wear shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, and quite beautiful shoes. And, and, <laughs> and I, you know, I think that, so I've profited off of that. I think that people have been very generous to me because of that. They've been willing to fly across country for nothing for no money because I have no money and, they, and they've been very kind just to show up so well we'll keep showing up good thank you well Welcome. who can we look forward to in this oh yeah oh, a lot of give great us people. Coming some sneak peeks a lot yeah. of great people well so for the the festival we have um we have Miles Red, dear to your hearts, I know, and mine. And, and a Southerner? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, from uh, Atlanta. Uh, yes. And just, may I just pause to say, and you, I'm not being paid to say this, the, the, <laughs> the, 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 his collection for Ballard is so terrific and Yay. so marvelous. And you know, I told Molly this, Molly Kitchens this, that, um, that, you know, like I've always loved Ballard my whole life. Like we've always gotten the Ballard catalog and I've been ordering stuff for like as a little gay boy, like from 16 years old on. You know You're gay? Yeah, I know. What? I should have told you to sit down. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's fine. That's my fault. But uh, but, uh, but you heard it here. <laughs> but um, but I yeah, well, I did I, in the past five years. I've heard my high high end, you know, ridiculous New York design friends, you know say i got this from ballard i love it do you know ballard and like, everyone knows ballard <laughs> you're the only person who didn't know Ballard. you didn't discover it it's been discovered by this whole tribe of ridiculous people and it's it's just really to your credit by the terrific collaborations you've been doing that's so awesome that. the grin on my face is so big it's kind of hurting me hurts <laughs> well, my yeah so miles red is coming patricia altschall caroline rome um, I think Ali McGraw. Wow. I know. I just got a phone call from my, do you know how exciting that would have been when I was, I mean, it is now, but like oh, when I was, you know, again, 16, it would have been, made my life. Um, <laughs> um, all of these, uh, Tara Gerard, Tara Gerard, do you know her? Mm-hmm. She's, you know she her? has an incredible uh, event. Uh, yeah, I saw her. Her office was in some magazine, and Probably it Vogue. was yeah. It was like everything was that Hermé orange. Uh, yes, and it was. Is just, she in Charleston? She's in Charleston. Yes, I I am yeah. familiar with her. Um. So, but yeah. for the show house, we have um, we have Mary Douglas Drysdale. We have Amanda Nisbet. We have, um, you know, I always think for a show house. One of the most important things is to have the element of surprise, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think there's a very, um, the typical way of doing things has been um, very hierarchical. So the more famous you are, the better room you get. And then, you know, then if you're a nobody, you get the closet on the third Mm -hmm. floor. But I (laughs) think that that's ridiculous. And so I do think if I've made any contribution at all to this, I've, I've done it much more like I would, um, like putting together a magazine so um just because nobody's ever heard of you if your project is fabulous you know you should be the lead story and so um so we ha- we have someone uh like doing the parlor called matthew carter mm-hmm. uh this year and and he is he was on the cover of house beautiful a couple of months ago but a lot of people don't know who he is he's out of lexington kentucky and he's he's great but last year remember jared hughes yeah. who's never actually decorated a house before uh did our parlor and i I thought that was magnificent what he did it was yeah it was we should take the podcast on the road 
Oh, that'd be great. To Charleston and try to get as many of them to come talk about their rooms oh, as we I can. love Charleston. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. All come. Like, it's a good plan. So I have a question. Yes. Uh-huh. So the, the, does each designer submit their plan then ahead yes. of time? And uh-huh. then so you look at it and I say, do. all right, this is beautiful. Along with Jill Wagi, the wonderful, wonderful um, editor-in-chief of Traditional Home. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. So with that said, then they, the plan not necessarily is a bedroom or a parlor, right? Because it, they could be decorating any room. I, I don't care. To oh. be honest, I just yeah. want it to be pretty. Yeah, you're just, just like, like, send I, me your best stuff. That's exactly right. I will go very far. Like, okay. in, I, so I heard, I don't know if any of you read Tina Brown's um, Vanity Fair diaries that were just published. No. She said this great thing. She said, I will give all the leeway in the world to someone with talent and no leeway whatsoever to someone without talent. <laughs> and I feel the same way. Like, so like Brian Patrick Flynn, I'm sure you all know mm-hmm. him. He's Fabulous. such a wonderful man. Funny. Um, so funny. And, but like he did a room that was entirely unrelated to the room that he had submitted. And, and he sent this and he said, is it okay if I change it completely? I said, I don't care if it's the bar to its shores. Like as long <laughs> as it's pretty, I don't care what you do. Mm-hmm. We had yeah. a lot of product in his room. Oh yes, that that's right. That was your room. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing this deliberately. I'm not just. <laughs> 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 no one's believing this listening. Know, They're like, mm-hmm. you've given us um, the big names. Yes. But like who are the up and coming people that we probably haven't heard of, but that we need to know and need to follow on Instagram? Well, okay. Well, so it's always very important like when you hit a city like this is like to really showcase local talent as well because the last thing we would want to do the point is to celebrate the city right not to seem like a carpetbagger just kind of you know Mm -hmm. converging upon the city so um, we have terrific people um, like um, Olivia Brock um, Courtney Bishop um, uh, Cameron Stewart, Angie Hernowski, um, all up and coming young women, all brilliant, um, all of whom you'll hear of, you know, big things from. Wait, how do you pronounce Angie's last name again? Because I've read it a million times. I think I could be totally wrong. Well, Lux doesn't know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what do I know? Hernowski? <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. We'll go with that. I love her stuff. Um, yeah. She. Okay, she just did something, and it was, like, total 80s flashback, but, like, in the most amazingly fabulous way. Like, I'm, I feel like it was House Beautiful, but it was, like, you know those horrible 80s-shaped furniture pieces yes. that, like, look like... Yes. <laughs> you already know. I do, I do. Right? You're kind of, like, um, marshmallow. Yes, marshmallow. Oh, there you go, exactly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, she had a lot of that stuff, but it was, like, upholstered in... In these ways that I don't know, it looked fantastic. I'll link to it on the show notes. All right, right. Yeah. Caroline oh. has like a photographic I know this. memory. I know this because I'm a big fan of this show. Oh, yes. And I don't so even have to. She will you. call up like oh, yeah. something Out obscure from Pinterest, and while I'm listening to her, I'll be googling it. So I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> she's I, right. I know exactly, and I knew, and then I'll remember. I'm like, I remember seeing that ten years ago. Mm-hmm. So you well, can just hire her as a resource library. Yes, very impressive. <laughs> well, thank you. It's- <laughs> Whereas it's I only handy nothing. on the show. I remember nothing. I remember no one. I never remember anything. Mm-mm. It's all gone, lost to the fog of time. Okay. I actually suspect that someone secretly administered shock therapy onto my brain <laughs> because I don't remember. I remember nothing. And it's just a huge, huge source. It's of, so embarrassing. It's so humiliating. It it's a huge source of, of conflict in my life because people just get so furious with you when you can't remember them. Yeah. You know? And they walk up and say, hi, Karen. 
And I'm like, hi, hi. You. you. <laughs> Darling, <laughs> honey. I've missed you. How I have know. you been? I know. Mm. <laughs> that happened to me just this week. But it happens when, I feel like a lot of times when people are out of context. Yes. You know, right. I know where they, you hair very place. differently. Where they're, you know, I feel like you can't expect it. It's so unfair. It's trickery. Always walk up and say, hi, I'm Karen. Yeah, I, I never enough. assume anyone remembers me. <laughs> Maybe that and shows a really low self-esteem. I don't care self-esteem. if anyone remembers. Also, I would never get offended if anyone. No, right. I would no. neither. I would neither. Mm-hmm. Okay, we did kind of talk about playing a game. <gasps> All right, you so, get a prop. I'm so happy to have a prop. Yes, yeah, so I went oh, to God. a panel discussion <laughs> in um, New York that yes. was hosted by um, House Beautiful, yes. and they had five, four or five lovely designers on the panel, mm-hmm. and we play this game called. Um, go low or get high, and I each of them got this much. paddle, which you're now holding in your hand. I love this. One you side know, did says you, get high. Did you watch Will and Grace at all? Like yes. when Karen on this season had she 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 changed the Michelle Obama thing, and she said, "When they go low, we get high." <laughs> <laughs> So it's similar. Yes, I love that. <laughs> so you have a paddle on one side. It says "go low." On the other side, it says "get high." Uh-huh. And Caroline is going to throw you some decor categories. Okay, and I'm saying, what I do? I like it or do I not? Like you're it? no. You're going to say here. I would conserve money and I'd go low. Oh, good. Okay. And here is where I'd this. splurge and I'd get mm-hmm. high. Wonderful. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm the perfect person to play this, by the way. You are why? Yes, because because I'm I have my mother always said there's no such thing as a happy medium, <laughs> <laughs> and so um, everything in my house is either like absurdly expensive mm-hmm. or just like so cheap, like you can't believe how cheap it is. You know? <laughs> it's like disgusting. So that's Ooh, yeah perfect. When Michael, my husband, just first met me, he said, "You live in upper class squalor." <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. I like it. We should we'll have to do a little boomerang of him with the oh, yeah. thing. That'll be cute. Okay, okay. we'll do it. Great. Okay. Right, I don't know so how to do that, but... I, I got it. Okay. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> but in theory, it would be nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, here's our first category. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. I was good. born ready. Betting. Oh, get high. Yes. Oh, okay. yes. And I must say, this is something I've learned from old people because you, know, <laughs> you spend at least a third of your life in bed. Uh, if things go poorly, much more. <laughs> and, and it is the kind of luxury you often cannot see, but you absolutely feel and mm-hmm. live with. And True. so you should buy the best sheets and the best pillows you can possibly afford. That's a great place to spend your money. Agreed. Okay, yeah. so like give us like what what kind of what, what brand bedding? What sheets do you have on your bed? Um Okay, so there's this wonderful company in Houston called Hibiscus Linens. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know them. Don't. But like it's the kind of thing that like a nun would make for your trousseau. You know, <laughs> like it's absolutely like hand stitched and embroidered. I went crazy on my bed. I spent a Marie Antoinette amount of money on this. <laughs> I bought the bed from Tara Shaw. And this is see, this is how New Orleans ruins my life. I was in New Orleans and my sense of taste changed. Leon, you didn't go to Leontine? I went to Leontine. She also made me. So, okay. So, so the people who <laughs> made my bed okay, are Tara Shaw, Jerry Bremerman, and, and uh, James Scott from Leontine. And so it's all... Uh, Fortuny. Oh, I have a wow. Fortuny canopy bed. No. Yes, because nice. I am a homosexual. <laughs> you heard it here first. That's right. <laughs> this is like breaking news. CNN, uh-huh. how to decorate. That's right. 
Okay. So I think that is very important. Wait, well, all right. I want to ask you ladies, where are your sheets from? Ballard. Mine are as well. Ballard mm-hmm. Design Sheets. What about you, Taryn? My, uh, mine are like from Tuesday Morning. <laughs> Tuesday Morning is great. And they're like Peacock Alley ones Tuesday that I feel great. like yeah. middle for me are nice in the middle. My mom works there, so you better believe every holiday she's like, here's a new set of sheets. So, <laughs> and I'm always like, sure. So I, I've you never bought though? sheets. Like, I yeah. think, okay, sheets can be kind of expensive. I'm, yeah. Even especially if you're getting even them, normal yeah. sheets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Even normal sheets, but they get you. They wear out. You do like, go through them. You want? Yeah. You know, you I have to rotate. I always like white. You have to rotate your sheets. I get them like three times a year. I get a new set of sheets. Well, you're How, lucky girl. I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's awesome. I would Just check the old ones, Mom. If you're listening, thank you. I would take a new set of sheets every year. I really yeah. would. I you know, I heard that once too. the Jackie Kennedy told her maids to change the sheets every time she laid down in bed, even if she was just like for 45 minutes, like a little cat nap. I just thought, imagine a world, a life in which every time you lay down in bed, you had fresh sheets. Oh my God. That's quite a life. If I was a million, if I like won the lottery, Uh like in like in a gross amount, you know, to where you could have someone change your sheets every day, Uh I absolutely would. I would too. That would be one of those little luxuries. And iron them and starch them. That was my follow-up question. Do you take your sheets to the dry cleaner to have them pressed? I do because, you know, it's like, it's like with clothing. It's the same thing with, I think so much of like interior design is also just think of it like you would filling a wardrobe or, you know, I think apply the same kind of logic. But if you pay a lot of money for an article of clothing or of furniture, you do have to maintain it, Agreed. you know, and yeah, it will last, care and quality things will last forever if you, if they are well maintained. Mm-hmm. So I do having, you know, in for a penny, in for a pound, having spent a, an absurd drunken <laughs> amount of money for my sheets, I now do have to dry clean them. Follow-up question. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was listening to a talk Martha Stewart gave yesterday down on yes. America's Mart. Yes. And well, I'll be appearing tomorrow with Trisha Yearwood. I did not know that. <gasps> yes. What time? Uh, uh, one o'clock. <gasps> oh, maybe I'll come nice. to you. Nice. That would be yes. fun. Yeah. Um, okay. So she was saying, she was talking about, you know, kind of her history and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And part of it was talking about her bedding collections mm-hmm. and things like that. And um, that when she was doing bedding for Kmart, they were saying that, you know, people who didn't have money did not like white sheets because they did not wash their sheets as often and therefore they were dirty. And she was like, uh, gross. And, but so then she said, and then of course she went on to sell white sheets and it was the number one color. Mm-hmm. But she said that she did do a survey of people, uh, how often they wash their sheets. I mean, change their sheets, not wash yeah. their mm-hmm. sheets, change their sheets. I'm not going to tell you yet the answer, but you guys tell me how often you change your sheets. Oh, I can, I, I'm very, I'm religious about this. A bed must be changed once a week. Yes. Yeah. Every Friday at my house. I was going to say once a week. Mine's once a week. Once a week. Yeah. Uh, The survey said once a month. (gasps) Gross. Gross people. Sometimes like by the end of the week, I'm like. Especially in the summer and I'm hot and I feel like I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I I've heard of people who change their pillowcases daily, which sounds so luxurious and awesome to me. I mm. my mother now sleeps in one of those satin pillowcases. My mom did that. Mm. Yes, because it, they you know you, you know how you well you don't because you're younger than springtime, but like but after <laughs> Sprinkle, a certain yeah. moment. You wake up and you have these terrible kind of Picasso esque creases all across they your. They don't go away. They don't go away. <laughs> you should start sleeping on your back. Yeah. I know. We have a girl here at the office who has trained herself to sleep on her back. Started she, in her I'm a back 20s. sleeper. Quite busty. No, for her no? face. Oh wow, interesting. 
I'm a back sleeper. What happens to your breasts? Do they go to the side? I would That's know. That's a real question. I would know. <laughs> These are the questions. Right now, I know. What's this worth is what it? Don't get her right now. <laughs> Excuse we me. We must know what becomes of her breasts. <laughs> your <laughs> face falls back, but does other things yes. fall back too? Probably. It's highly likely. You guys test it tonight and tell me tomorrow. <laughs> Okay, what's our next category? One category, category yes. down, 22 okay, yes, to go. Okay, sorry. Okay, <laughs> on with the show. Okay, I'll just have to point out that before yes. this, I was like, Karen, I think I only have like six. I think I need more than this. She's like, no, no, we're going to do it. <laughs> you don't need more than six. <laughs> okay, so the next one is wallpaper. Wallpaper, that's interesting. I see... Oh. I would also say get high because I think that um, cheap wallpaper... Um, at least in my day, I don't know, maybe there've been huge advances in cheap wallpaper, but like what you don't want is the self stick kind that is really, truly meant for the interiors of drawers. Oh yeah. You know, like that's what you don't want. It's like contact paper. It has like a kind of plasticky quality, you know, like as long as it, I don't know, I'm sure they're marvelous, like, you know, Normal. It doesn't have to be hand painted. It does not have to be hand painted. No, not by any means. I would almost say that wallpaper in and of itself now that I, I made this question, so I'm an idiot, but wallpaper in and of itself is a splurge, no? Yeah, it's quite Don't expensive. You think? It's definitely more expensive than paint. Right. It is. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have to pay to have someone install it. And you better mm-hmm. love it. Right. Because yeah. it's, it's a commi- more of a commitment. T-H-E-R-E. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Because no matter how easy it is to come off the wall, like, you're not getting in there. Most people You know what they're going to do? They're going to paint over it, which is the worst. Yeah. It's terrible. When people paint over wallpaper. Yeah. Because yeah. mm. a can of paint, you can, like, what? spend. If you've bought rolls of wallpaper and you have to, like, Take it down, you're like mm, away. See, I'm mm-hmm. fickle-hearted, so like I just can't imagine. I don't know the wallpaper that I would want to have on my wall. Oh, for it's like getting years. a tattoo for exactly. me. I'm like thirty years. Exactly. Like it's just yeah. you know, thirty years is a long time to commit. I, but I would put a wallpaper for five years. Five switch years? it up. Yeah. Depends years. on how much work. So. Like in a okay, I'm thinking like in a bathroom. Or like in a room where maybe it's like above a wainscot or something. And the new wallpaper, I, I agree. I changed does my come mind. down easy. You know, it's not that kind that you have to steam and blah, blah, blah. I mean, apparently, I haven't tried it, but I've heard that it comes down easy. But you could, because you're very handy. I know this from the show. (laughs) You are handy. You're very good at this. I like to do things. Yes. Except measure. And your husband just watches you. He'll sit me from the other Uh room and be like, are you done yet? (laughs) See, I know know the How to Decorate podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you do. It's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next category. Yes. Rugs. Oh, right. You can go low on rugs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You can absolutely go low. I, low. And I actually think that, like, there are those, like, rattan mats. You know oh, yeah, what I'm I talking like about? I like those. It's kind of roll out. Exactly. And I think that those are so chic. You can literally buy them for, like, an 8 by 10 for less than $100. They might not last forever, but um, they are so chic and great looking. And I think that's absolutely a place you can save money. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying like to picture what one. this It's looks like, like matchsticks, I think, almost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Matchsticks, but then okay. it's also, like, the kind of woven, like... It looks very kind of Polynesian or something, uh-huh. but it's mm-hmm. very, it's very chic and, and totally, you know, and the wonderful thing about it is, you know, that like, uh, I'm not a great housekeeper, obviously at the Applequest squalor <laughs> thing comes to mind, but like, I, but like, so I love it. Like when you can just roll it up and throw it away if it, you know, if something happens. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. 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 Seagrass, all that is, seagrass you know, is fantastic. so affordable. Yeah. 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 And, and it is very chic. Yeah. Uh-huh. Love it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Upholstery. Oh, yeah, I'm a whore. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I, 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 I get high. I, I think, um, and I've only gotten more like this with time. You know why? Because I know so many people who make textiles, and I really gained an appreciation for the art of textile design. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I think like people like Lisa Fine and Carolina Irving and and Peter Dunham and, and like those people are making just works of art that happen to be on fabric. I will say, however, if you have no money, uh, there's nothing sh- more chic than white duck, mm-hmm. which yeah. is like f- literally five dollars a year. I mean, I I had to renovate a house a few years ago, and the budget was ridiculously small, and I got. Um, I shouldn't plug a, another company on your dime, okay. but but like Joanne's Fabrics, you know yeah. Joanne's Fabrics, you know, they'll send you like a coupon for like fifty percent off. I went and I bought, I had to order it, but I bought um, like sixty yards of white duck mm-hmm. uh, for with a fifty percent off coupon, uh-huh. and it was like. $250 or something for like 60 yards of fabric. Uh-huh. And then I had like slip covers made for yeah. everything. And it was so beautiful. Yeah. And um, and I'm a big fan of white. Like bring going back to white because you can bleach it. You can get the Tide pen out. You can like, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's very practical. White is weirdly Oxy. practical. Yeah. Oxy. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, so I just covered everything in white duck slip covers and it cost no money and it was really chic. So you right. can go cheap. Yes. Yeah. Do you agree? I do. Yeah. yeah. I think that, um, you know, there's a certain level of quality you want to look for in a piece of upholstery, because especially if it's a piece that you're going to sit on all day, every yeah. day. If it's a, it's a side chair or something that's an accent in the room, mm. you know, it doesn't have to yeah. have that same inner workings. Yeah. But if you're going to sit on a sofa every night with your family, mm. don't, I'm, I'm going to say a name, don't go to Ikea. It's yeah. not going to last. I totally agree. You with need you. to get something that's well made. Yeah. And you don't have to put expensive fabric on it, like yeah. you're saying. Yeah. I couldn't uh, agree with you more. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, yeah. And I also marvel, I never stop marveling at the at at the impact of a yard of fabric in a room you know so like if you are on a very small budget and you you know can't do you know alex papagristides has a fortuny sectional in his home which i think is extraordinary but like you know if you can't do a fortuny sectional you know like save up for you know like a pillow and i um that's not a ridiculous thing that i'm saying like Mm -hmm. a pillow can change an entire room and so just having little moments of expensive textiles uh really can change an entire room and it is hard for a child to ruin a pillow pillow. you know what i mean because they have to want it yeah and if if they're in there having a pizza party or something just pick the pillow up and put Uh it on the back of the sofa or something and i i don't think i've ever spilled red wine on a pillow i spilled it on my sofa yeah. But I've never spilled on a pillow. Yeah. And you can easily take a pillow core off and Unzip put it, it on delicate or just yeah. like soak, soak it, it in for water. a minute. Or dry I mean, clean it. Dry I'll put clean. anything in the washer on delicate. I do too. Just don't dry it. Yeah, yeah, I won't dry it. Yeah. And you know, the more I know very, very high-end interior designers, um, they are a fearless tribe of people. And they certainly are not snobs about textiles and if they like a fabric I know Lisa Fine is a beautiful you probably know Lisa Fine's living room in her Paris apartment from El Decor it was like a pink and red I don't know it I know I need to get out of here (laughs) but she bought she upholstered that entire room and it was um fabric she bought off the street in India for like a buck a yard wow you know and it looks like a million bucks Yeah. That is very neat. I I sometimes like cringe 
at the how expensive some fabrics can be. Mm-hmm. But you can they're tell. just so freaking pretty. You can tell. Yeah. And yeah, like, Fortuny is just, I mean, what's more beautiful than Fortuny? I mean, it's just magical looking, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay. Whew. All right. So we Next agree. Next one. Sort of. We agree on everything. <laughs> I know. I like yes. it. <laughs> Eyewear. Yeah. <gasps> she threw in something. Oh, that's good. I like because I'm blind. That's very mm-hmm. good. So um, she's mocking you. So I went through. Yeah, it's really <laughs> cruel, actually. But we'll overlook it. Uh, so the, the first, I, I think there's been a revolution I wear lately. So I will say, get go low mm-hmm. because I think that I spent the first. Um, two thirds of my life spending six hundred dollars on yeah. a pair of glasses. I think we all did, yeah. right? That's how much glasses. Oh, cost. you just thought that was it? You're like, oh, I'm going to spend six hundred. And yeah. then like Warby Parker, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And now you can get like six pairs of glasses for six hundred dollars, right. you know. And so I, I'm a, what I'm wearing this moment is Warby Parker. I think they're terrific. Yeah. They're nice. Yeah, I have Warby Parker. I do remember that. I remember getting a Burberry pair for like yeah yes. six hundred, and I thought it was the best. And I think I still own it. I'm like, this frame is terrible. <laughs> and I, but you don't want to get rid of it because I was like, I spent good money on exactly. these. Yeah. Like, yeah, Warby, you are like yeah. It can I want be a new more one this year. A wardrobe, you have mm-hmm. right. Oh, it's part I of your wardrobe. Yeah. 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 Do you have more than one pair? I do indeed. Yeah. How many do, do you have? Because you know why? Because your insurance policy will often cover like up to a certain yeah. amount. So like, you know, I get five pairs, you know, and like, and, but I, I never did that before. Yeah. So now that they're cheap, I'll buy more. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I feel like sunglasses, glasses and sunglasses, they're so easy to break. Like, yeah. Maybe it's just me, but I'll like throw up on my nightstand or I throw it in my or purse. They get scratched. And, yeah, yeah, is there anything more upsetting than having scratched sunglasses that you paid six hundred dollars for? Oh. Or the I minute mean, I what? buy anything like that, then I lose it. Most, the cheap yes. ones I bought at Target, I can't lose. They're stuck to me. <laughs> you know, it's like please, I want to lose it so I can buy new ones. No, yeah. then I get funny. nice ones and lose them in ten seconds. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm go- We're all on the same page on that. One, I know. Huh? Accessories. For the home accessories. or for the mm, body? That's hard. Or for the home. Okay. Okay. For the, so I really, um, I think you can absolutely go low on accessories. I think, uh, I actually think um, it, it, you ought to like collect things, you know, that's when you should have objects in your home. Otherwise it's ridiculous. You know, it looks like, you know, I mean, we all, I won't name the items, but you know, like there'll be a little something on a stack of books and, and then you see that same little something in all the magazines and, Mm -hmm. and clearly someone has just looked at that picture and thought, I want to buy exactly that object and also put it on, you know, and I just have contempt for that line of thought. I think that like you're, your home, Nora Ephron said that your purse is you, <laughs> you know, like in some horrible, horrible way. Like you look, <laughs> in, you look inside your purse and like tragically that is your life. You know? oh my God. <laughs> and, and I hate that. I know. It's so true. But like what is on your coffee table is you in a way. And so uh, it ought to reflect um, where you've been and whom you love and all of those things. And I, so many of the things I love the most, I've literally bought for a buck, you know, or, or something like that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I I never buy accessories. I accumulate things. I but think I that's also, the way. I love functional. Like, make a vase an accessory or a pitcher or a... A box that holds your remotes or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like... Yes, exactly. Why yeah. buy something that literally just sits there? I don't I don't understand. 
If it's pretty, I do that. I'll, I'll if it's pretty, then I'll do anything. But like, but you know, I just I'll think do anything. I think that's a place to really be very open minded, very broad minded. Like, don't you know? You needn't just buy it because everyone else has it. Oh, agreed. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And I will say that our our stylists watching them on set has like really opened my eyes to what can count as an accessory mm-hmm. because they accessorize with. Oh my God, Jenny Branch loves a ball of twine, mm-hmm. and, or just you know a hat, or like it doesn't have Seashells to be and things uh, like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be like a. Totally agree. I don't know. In the accessory aisle at Home Goods. Yeah. Agreed. Well, not that there's anything love, wrong with the accessory. Not that there's aisle at anything Home Goods. wrong with the accessory. <laughs> no, no, not not at all. Okay. All right. All right. A couple more. Yeah. Lighting. Oh, lighting. Okay, both, both, uh, both get high and go low because I, I do think, um, like what Christopher Spitzmiller does is art. You know, like I, I mean, uh, I, I know that people have such a sticker shock when they see a three thousand dollar lamp, and I do understand it. You know, but, but um, it is, you know, a sculpture that just happens to be a lamp. You know, so if you do have money to spend, I always think, you know it's wonderful to give money to people who are actually making things with their hands. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so it, it, the, you know, if you have the money, that's great. I also think, you know, many of the most beautiful lamps I own, um, are things that I've turned into lamps, you know, like I was given a beautiful vase or I was given an urn and I had, I don't think people know they can do that. And people don't know they can do that. Yeah. Take it yeah. to a lamp Anything shop can be a lamp. or they sell lamp kits like at Michael's. Well, I couldn't do You could do that. Well, it depends yeah. if, it, if you have to drill a hole in the bottom of it. something ceramic, that's difficult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but otherwise just take it to your lamp shop and they'll make pretty much anything into a lamp. Almost anything can be a lamp. So mm-hmm. I think that that's always a great idea. And just, you know, I think flea markets and garage sales are endless uh, treasure, you know, chests mm-hmm. of, of wonderful lighting fixtures. Yeah. And and often you can get them rewired too if it's something old that doesn't work. Absolutely. Don't worry so much about whether it works. The fact that a lamp is broken means nothing. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I also feel like for a, especially like a sconce or a chandelier, that there aren't a lot of ways to like break that. Mm-hmm. So spending a little more on a really fabulous chandelier, like you're probably not, unless you're True. like kicking that a soccer is like, ball again, like a 35 you know? year like purchase. Like you right. know, yeah. you're not going to replace, it doesn't get used. Right. You know? oh, look, it can... turns on and off. But aside from that, I mean, yeah. you're not fussing with mm-hmm. it. So. Anyways. And if you really love it, you could take it with you if you moved. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Totally. Uh, drapery. Drapery. Um, okay. So I think, I feel again both ways. I feel like uh, if you have endless amounts of money, I think that um, fabric is beautiful. Uh, warmth and texture to a home. And, and if you would live in a cold space, you know, if it just feels soulless, fabric is, I think, the quickest, fastest way to add warmth you know to any interior so um and i you know i'm in awe of people like richard keith langham and bunny and charlotte who do the legit uh winter treatments you know with ruffles i mean that's just that's amazing if that's you and that but i also um think that there's nothing more beautiful than uh, a white duck you know, drapery mm-hmm. or uh, white linen is very, very beautiful. I love the way light is refracted through linen. I think that's so very beautiful. And um, if you can sew, then you can genuinely get cheap draperies, you know, mm-hmm. like with just one 
seam you know it's you've got a drapery and yeah. so um again get the 50 percent off coupon to go to joanne's <laughs> fabric um or you know those those often like uh they'll be discounted and you can get a whole room full of draperies for a couple mm-hmm. of hundred dollars and mm-hmm. yeah. i think it's beautiful yeah. yeah the part about drapery is that you usually need multiples yeah. and so it adds up fast it does. right you know say you have three windows in a room you need six drapery panels even inexpensive drapery panels yeah are a couple hundred bucks each usually if you're gonna getting be, anything remotely decent. Yeah. yeah. And it's then suddenly you've got a thousand dollars out of pocket. Yeah. And then but then to say you're gonna make them yourself, it's still yards and yards and yards and yards yes. of fabric. So it's not an inexpensive equation. I was just um yeah. going back and reading Nathan Turner's first book. I love that book. Right? Yes. What I is do. this called? Something about something. Yeah. Um the <laughs> new one is like I love California. California. Yeah. Uh, American style. Is that it? Probably. Google it. We'll see what it is. Um, yeah. Anyway, so he he's a great um, sort of beach cottage there, mm-hmm. and uh, his drapery is white IKEA drapery. He's yeah. like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't I buy this? It's got silver grommets like I wanted. It's perfect, and it's you know duck, and mm-hmm. it's perfect for my house. And so I, I think you're right. Like, don't be afraid to, to look around, mm-hmm. check out the quality of certain things, yeah, and um, go low. Glow. and then but don't you, get those awful ones just don't get the super cheap yucky ones no. and put them in your living room and pretend like they're also, nice so like almost nothing with like a pattern or something like right. you know what i'm talking about like just like if you're gonna go cheap do solid solid yeah solid like white. a sheer solid linen white, and then when they get dirty you can take them off and put them in the washing machine and i yeah. them you know so mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. All right, I feel like we need to do some questions. Okay. Oh, All right. Time for our, yeah. our listener our dilemmas. Decorating yes. dilemmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, our first one is from Francis. And Francis says, Hi, ladies. My daughter and I love your podcast and learn something new every time. And over the years, several of my favorite purchases include my comforter cover, Come from, from come from Ballard. Okay. Our dilemma, how to lay out our living room. We live in an old 1880s Victorian in San Francisco with my elderly mother. We have a nice big living room used for everything from mom sitting there during the day to homework, relaxing, entertaining, and TV in the evening. And it's been very tough to figure out a layout that works. Recently, we moved the couch from against the wall opposite the fireplace between the two entry doors to make three zones corner where my elderly mother sits in her chair. Couch I, I bet your mother loves you're calling her elderly every two <laughs> no, sentences. The old, <laughs> old lady in the corner. <laughs> I picture like Norman Bates. I know. <laughs> I'm picturing the <laughs> sign Norman. Yeah. Couch area in the middle with coffee tables in the back for lamps and homework and stuff. A re- and then a reading chair in the far side. We are redoing the family room, so open to getting new furniture, moving the couch, and any chairs there. So the questions, do those groups make sense? If yes, can we work with these pieces? What should we do about coffee side tables? What art or furniture can go on the blank wall across from the fireplace? It's not even matching. What would be good occasional seating if we have guests? How else could we furnish my mom's little nook? And note the TV is mounted. Logistically, it couldn't go anywhere else but swivels, so don't need to plan around that. Like your last question this week, I hope to hear an answer on your podcast. So, 
Francis. So many questions. Mm-hmm. Yes. Am I on on this too? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, I'll get to wait. You're the star. Well, may I just say, it is a beautiful room. Stunning. Like, it it's is. Like, it has all everything it would take to be a completely gorgeous room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful architecture. And really and big. big windows, yes. a very large room, beautiful wood floors. They look gorgeous. Beautiful moldings. Um, yeah, high ceiling, fireplace. The mantle, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all good. So it is. it good looks bones. like a long rectangle. I'm going to describe, you know. I think this is what it is, a long rectangle, sort of a bay window kind of on the far left end. I'm sure it's a turret on oh, this, Victor- okay. you know? Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, so it bumps out with windows there. Then a solid wall where they have the fireplace. The TV is mounted to the right of the fireplace. And then a window to the right of that. In front of the fireplace, they have floating two chairs, um, a sort of square table which i guess they're using as a coffee table type thing and a sofa um and then over in the little bump out area i think that's where her elderly mother sits mm-hmm. <laughs> is a chair uh and a little table and maybe a little puppy bed a little dog bed um and then maybe some built-ins in the back behind the sofa looks like maybe some bookshelves or something back there mm-hmm. okay go <laughs> well, you know, um, you did an interview with Margot Shaw mm-hmm. of Flower. Yes, love her. A great podcast. And um, and she said she recommended that people study like Bunny Williams's rooms. Mm-hmm. And I so agree with that. Mm-hmm. And I think that like there is, um, you know, the bunny exists in that unbroken line that goes back, you know, through Sister Parish and through. And those women new floor plans in a way that people it's a dying art right and so i would absolutely study and you've got such classic architecture here francis Mm -hmm. i think like study those fifth avenue parlors like they're brilliantly laid out you have no idea how much seating room you actually have right Mm -hmm. right and i think you're right um to have these three designated areas like have your sofa chairs right have the little place for your mom, have the reading nook in the other corner. I think that's all super smart. Mm-hmm. I think the place you have your mom, um, I think, why wouldn't you put two chairs there with a little mm-hmm. table right it's now? Lonely, it's lonely, Francis. Yeah, don't you ever want to sit and talk to your mom? Or, um, <laughs> 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 or I mean, you know, it just feels like it would feel like a more welcoming little nook there. If there were two, it's a beautiful wing chair that's sitting there, but two chairs there um, with a pretty table that um, maybe was a little more substantial than the one there that look, is sort of has three legs and feels a little. Um, you know what I think would be super cute where that light. table is, that little round table is like a little round skirted ottoman. Like our Hayes ottoman comes in a 24. It's a very good idea. Two chairs with a round, because I feel like she needs something round to like. Mm-hmm. Reinforce the roundness. Oh, of the well, little bump out. Yeah, bump, I love she that. could do a little party table though, with a nice skirt. She could do that too. I yeah. like the idea of like the ottoman though, because it, it can double as a coffee table and True. and um, then give her a little side table too. Like, and if you, you had need people a place come to put over. her coffee. Yeah, and I would move that side table that's there like over into the main mm-hmm. seating area and mm-hmm. use it as a side table next to these mid-century chairs, perhaps. Yes, and you need a coffee chairs. table. Yes. Francis, this is where to invest, Francis. Yes, Francis has a, it's a sort that of a high, not, it looks not. like a side table that she has between the sofa and the chairs. Yeah. You need a coffee table and then you need some side tables. I'll go back to Bunny again. Bunny, Bunny's a, kind of a sage, you know, don't you mm-hmm. think? Like she's really, so she said, um, you know, it's all about 
uh, ease and comfort. And like, no one should ever be without like a place to set a drink. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like there should any, like if you are without of arm, out arm's reach, of a place to set down a drink, then there needs to be a table. Right. There. And they don't yeah. need to be big. No. 12 inches, you know? Yeah. Uh, no bigger than that. I think these are such good looking chairs. Oh, the ones with They're the sofa? Yeah. Love them. Yeah. Love them. Could, I love like, the mix. Find some fabulous fabric, like you were talking about, Robert, mm-hmm. and do a little 12 by 20 lumbar in each chair. And Great. like, good idea. A little drink table in between, and you're done there, mm-hmm. you know? True. I am not going to lie. I don't love this sofa here. It feels very bulky to me in this room. It's sort of a track arm, gray, three cushion sofa. I just feel like it feels heavy. Now, maybe once you add other elements throughout the space, it it will feel more balanced. But um, I don't know. I it's, hold out faith for that sofa. I, I don't hate it. Yet. Okay. Um it, it doesn't seem as high style to some of the other pieces of furniture that she's acquired, mm-hmm. um, but it, it probably is completely adequate for the moment for what they're, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's totally fine. I agree. I think maybe brighten up some pillows on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. Yeah. Some and pattern. A, or Pillows are a wonderful opportunity in this because it can tie the kind of disparate pieces of furniture together. Right. Like maybe whatever your chairs are that is in your mom's nook, yeah. whatever that fabric is, maybe make pillows and you put them on that sofa. Mm-hmm. Um and then you've got your lumbars in another color that maybe you carry over into the little reading area or something like that. Now, she, under her television, she has a drop leaf table. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why that's there, and I don't like it there. And here's I think- why I don't like it there, I'll tell you. Um, so this is right to the right of the fireplace. And the reason I think I don't like it there is because the the, the darkness of this table, it's a, a, a natural wood, a dark wood, it's the same exact shape as the box of the fireplace. So it's like a big black box of fireplace and big dark square of this table. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Very good point. Yeah, I think, okay, I agree. And what I'm going to say is probably going to sound like I'm disagreeing, but I do agree. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is too leggy of a piece of furniture mm-hmm. to go under a, like imagine putting like a really like, super heavy lamp on like a dinky little table that could fall over. Is it like, serving a purpose? That's what I'm trying to figure Because if well, it isn't, I like, move it. I like a piece of furniture here, but like maybe something lighter, but a chest Couldn't or something. Chest would be very You good. know, like, yeah. yes. I, don't I think, also think you can't have too many legs in a room. Yes. I think mm-hmm. that that's something to always. And everything at. in here has legs except the sofa. Every it single item. It starts to look like everybody's on tippy toe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if she pulled that drop leaf table over to her mother's nook, popped up one of the leaves, so it's sort of a half round, and sticks it in the little nook. Maybe. With two chairs next to it. That might be fun. Maybe. Or paint it the color of the wall so, so is it, it just goes away. Is it is the flat edge out towards the street? Okay. That's mm-hmm. an option. Um, You know, I, I think... The your mantle is such an opportunity, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, and that painting looks like it might be lovely, but um, it it's the scale is totally wrong. It's too small, and you need something grand and tall. I bet Ballard has some like fabulous mirror or something like. She that. needs something that's bolder than the television, so yeah. it needs to draw to, the eye up yes. to the amazing ceilings. So right now, when you look at that wall, there's a, the television is it's to, it's where it is. It's going to stay there. She's made that clear. That's totally fine. But you've got these giant ceilings and these big walls. 
take up like you said take the opportunity to fill that area above that mantle with a very very large piece of art or a very big mirror something that's going to be some drama right there that yeah. will you know distract you a little Agreed. bit from the television and it needs to almost fill that entire panel yes Agreed. section totally yes. and then maybe even... move that painting and then hang it above the the I think we live in a wonderful moment for television sets like they you can relate to them as like framed pieces of art mm-hmm. on the wall and I think you ought to actually and so like relate to, visually relate to a television like it's part of a gallery wall mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. love it what about a rug situation because I think I mean this rug that she has is appropriately sized for the seating area mm-hmm. but then she's got this whole other two other sections on either side and it it's it's going to be hard to figure out well she could put a round rug over in her mom's nook in the little bump out I like love round rugs a round uh, natural fiber rug would be I'd pretty I love that yeah um, and kind of feel warm over there and, and anchor that area mm-hmm mm-hmm you just uh, we're lacking again fabric and this room needs fabric Mm -hmm. some pattern Mm -hmm. and color yeah Yeah. and i i do francis highly encourage you to use our room planner tool um you can find it through the blog um how to decorate.com and you can lay out your room in there then you can put all of your furniture in there and you know experiment drag things around and see what'll fit you can put the rugs in and all that stuff so that you don't make the mistake i always make and buy things that don't fit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and lighting too i mean you need more lighting yeah more lamps yeah you know i think there should be lamps on either side of the sofa i think that you know i think you know just you can almost not have too many lamps in a room i agree one thing that i love and i don't know if y'all will have noticed this but um Emily Henderson in her... She's great, isn't she? She mm-hmm. has great yeah. taste, and I love her style. And I feel like something that she does a lot that I've noticed, and I think it's so smart, is she will use a sconce like a piece of art, mm-hmm. and like it might just be a table with just a sconce hanging over uh-huh. it. The sconce has a funky shape or like maybe two arms or something, but it's it fills up wall space, right. and it, you know... If and you get practical. something really pretty, then it can kind of... So I don't know if like maybe in one of these panels over where like her homework area is or... I don't know. She could probably play around with like what... And we don't know what the wall is across from the fireplace, but right. maybe find some places in this room where you could hang some really great looking sconces mm-hmm. with a funky shape and just let those sconces carry that whole... right. I agree. And a Wall, big light you know? fixture in the middle of the room. Yeah, like drop something down in there. Yeah. Something we, you know, you have such great walls and ceilings. Like uh, the, this is the architecture people would kill for. Yeah. Um, so I think like draw the eye up. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's really nothing happening in this room like above six feet. That's true. And <laughs> yeah. it's a beautifully tall room. Yeah. Yeah. I I love the room. I would love mm-hmm. those ceilings. Ah, gosh, right? All right. This you, could be a show place. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We want to see after pictures yeah. or if you want For to sure. send us some like mid project, I've moved these things around. I'm trying this. We're happy to weigh in <laughs> again. Francis, we love you. We'll be the And we gallery. mostly love your elderly mother. Yes. <laughs> you speak to her, so Francis. About her probably parents. like She 55. won't be here forever, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> Make her look cushy. <laughs> um, we have another question. It's from Heather. And she says, hello, lovely Ballard Mavens. Hello. I heard you ask listeners for more dilemmas, so here you go. Our new 
build home has serious lackluster lighting. Really, when we did our final walkthrough, I was excited to see the lighting fixtures and then cue sad trombone. Before I could stop myself, (laughs) I said, well, I won't feel bad about replacing those. Would you be able to help me find lights that relate to each other for our front door, the foyer, and the dining room? There are clear sight lines between all these areas. So far, the only lights I have felt comfortable changing were the exterior lights because the old lights were shining into our neighbor's house and function (laughs) led my choice. Inside the home, I've been trying to pull together a well-traveled look with a touch of bizarre and Asian influences. I've been drawn to your Moravian star pendant, Moravian ceiling mount, and rose chandelier, but I'm afraid of going overboard with themed lighting. Your last guest, Suzanne Kessler, spoke of visual sequence. I would love to hear more about this. Thanks for your I have a question, you guys. What's the rose chandelier? That's not popping into my brain right now. Sounds familiar. But the Moravian stars are beautiful, um, and... I I wouldn't put like a Moravian star ceiling mount and a Moravian star pendant in adjacent rooms. Oh, that's pretty, the rose chandelier. It's very familiar. Yeah, it's sort of a faceted um, well, pendant familiar. with uh, like cool. a rose shape with and antique mirror. it would go quite well with the Moravian yeah. theme that you've Yeah, it would be pretty. Like, I'm with you utterly though. Like, Don't uh, match. Like you can maybe spread them all out throughout a house, but like uh, they really oughtn't be in the same room or in adjacent sight lines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so for what she got, you guys, and uh, for lack of a better term, she has a bunch of boob lights. <laughs> You know, yeah. which builders often put it, you know, yeah. just, it's sort of very I mean, tight to the ceiling, ceiling mounts. Is that dining room light not like the saddest thing you can possibly imagine? I know, because it's a high ceiling and it's like... Mur, mur. I think that literally was like, there's a hole in the ceiling, we have to plug it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think that dining room could take something of scale. Uh, and the yeah. rose chandelier, I don't know, how big is that? You've got it up there. Um, would that That's be large big. enough? That is a very attractive um, thing. It's 27 it inches in diameter, so that that's a good size. Yeah, that would be. I think that would be beautiful in there over I your love dining that room. Idea. Mm-hmm. And then you could do the Moravian Star, um, either the ceiling mount or hang it down a little bit in your foyer. I think you could hang it. it looks like you have high ceilings because it doesn't have to hang low. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. What? But I've used the I've used the Moravian star pendant outside. Uh-huh. Is it covered porch? It might be. I don't know. But anywho, you could always do that because it looks like you do have a boob light outside on your porch, maybe. Um, so anyway, you could, but she could do the Moravian star ceiling mount outside, and then the Moravian star pendant inside. Is that what you're whichever. saying? Whichever. I'm just saying. I think I think most people think like, oh, the, the Moravian star pendant. I'm gonna put that in my entryway, but it's kind of unexpected for it to be yeah, outside, I like that idea and to, so it's. Uh-huh. Nice. It pretty. feels extra special. It's yeah. very nice. I don't know. I like and I think that. it would be pretty with this outdoor. She has an outdoor, um, what do you call that thing on the side of the wall? A light fixture on the side of the wall. Like a sconce? A and sconce. Lantern. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that because the dark bronze of that would, I think, work with the the metal of the Moravian pendant. Yeah, for sure. I think those are both pretty options. You need some rugs in there, girl. Absolutely. But I yeah. think you just moved in. So you've, you're, you've got a fun journey ahead of you with all this. Yes. And yes. I would experiment with a with a paint color that's not beige mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. this is this is these are beautiful again that this this could be lovely i mean this this really has a lot of a mm-hmm. lot of opportunity these spaces and this these walls on either side of her entryway those would also be great spaces for sconces 
Yeah, or a beautiful you know, gallery wall. I, I think putting a very, very shallow console in there. It looks mm-hmm. like she has a little short bench in her entry. It's a double wide entry. It's nice. I'm so jealous because I have no foyer at all in my home. Also, I'm pretty sure but, your kitty is sitting on that stool and that's adorable. Oh, cute. But like a very shallow table with uh, a couple lamps or like you said, sconces. Get some other lighting into this space mm-hmm. besides your overhead lighting. I yeah. see that you have an outlet there behind the kitty. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> a, mirror. a couple buffet lamps, see a mirror, a out. little bowl for your mm-hmm. keys. Or on um, the way in. Put all of that right there. You can get a table that's, you know, eight inches deep and stick it right there. Mm-hmm. Do it. Do it now. I love all of those ideas. Mm-hmm. It's fun. And you need some window treatments in your dining room. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, thanks. She's like, I don't know that. (laughs) Thanks, no thanks. That was not my question. Well, so, okay, let's talk about her question about visual sequence. Like what? So, okay, if if she's going to use the Moravian star pen and the rose chandelier, what are some like other shapes that she should use in the coordinating, you know, like. So I think rather than thinking of it in that way, I think um, different light sources, like every room at, at different heights, you know, for different purposes, like because you live in a room differently throughout the day and you need different sources of light throughout the day. So you need to have something overhead. You need to have lamps throughout the house or out of room. Uh, I mean, I think a living room needs to have like four or five lamps. Mm-hmm. To be honest with Anything you. that's flat, stick a lamp on it. I agree. I mean, <laughs> uh, a standing lamp, you know, or two, uh, like really like think of it like what are the different heights? What are the different, you know, purposes? Also, lamps are very sculptural, so it's a wonderful way to kind of, you know, have a different variety of shapes mm-hmm. in the room. Mm-hmm. Even this, she has this high, um, like a large high bookshelf in her dining room. It looks like it has glass doors on it. But I bet that that cabinet has holes in the back. You could put a petite little lamp inside of there. Mm-hmm. That'd be cute. Or even on top. Like get some glow coming out of different corners That's of your room. a good idea. Mm-hmm. I'm full of them. (laughs) (laughs) Debatable. Yes, you are. Oh, I love that we go off on our own answers to questions she didn't even ask. But, you know, just lighting. It's a great house. Yeah. It is an important issue. It is like lighting is very important. It's Mm. probably the most overlooked thing, I think, in most people's homes. Totally agree. Totally agree. And I think that, I think paint, lighting, fabric, like these are the things that can create a warm space yeah those three things yeah. write it down people <laughs> agreed <laughs> all right is that it yes that Robert, our show? will you tell people where they can find you follow I you i don't know i don't want them to find me I, you know but <laughs> my, my, my uh website is southernstylenow.com uh and uh, check out the festival uh charleston november 1st through 4th at our wonderful show house partnered with traditional home uh from November 1st through December the 7th and you'll see lots of wonderful Ballard objects in that house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is there an Instagram too? There is, right? Southern Style Now? Southern Style Now. Yep. That's right. Nice. I only have one idea. <laughs> and I'm working it. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> so efficient. Yes. Thanks for well, coming thank to see you. us. Thank you. This yes, has been a thank joy. You. Thank it, you. I, I love having someone who listens to the podcast. I yes. love this podcast. I feel also, like I'm on The View or something. Like It's just great. <laughs> you are. You're also super funny. I feel like I just spent the whole time laughing. Yeah, yeah that's so. true. Very much. <laughs> I'm crying on the inside. <laughs> that's okay. We don't mind. Well, that's our show. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Robert for stopping by. And um, we would love for you to subscribe in iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave us a review. We love reading them and 
As long as they're good. <laughs> <laughs> we will read them if they're not good, but we don't love reading them. I mean, it, it hurts, but we will take your advice. That's too. We try to apply advice. <laughs> um, send your questions, of course, to podcast at ballarddesigns.net and follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. Um, the show notes are at howtodecorate.com slash podcast. We'll put links to all sorts of good stuff in there. And mediocre things. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. It's all good. <laughs> and until next time, <laughs> happy, happy decorating. decorating. <laughs>